here we are. <laughs> once again. Uh, once again, dear friends, welcome. It's the boys. Once again. There will be the boys. The boys boys will be, be the boys. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Something like that. Um, <laughs> we're now on uh, episode three of season three, uh, which is called Barbary Coast, which uh, delves a bit more, uh, continues all the, the threads that we've been following, but uh, also we get uh, a pretty pretty good chunk of it. kind of focuses on a, a, a flashback sequence that, uh, what's her name? The you know they're the boys is like boss lady Grace I forgot what Mallory Mallory that's yeah, it yeah yeah detailing like her experience with payback in Nicaragua back in like the eighties which is cool you get get a lot of cool a lot of like details about like these side characters that don't know much about so far mm-hmm. as well as like a pretty good um, impersonation of Giancarlo Esposito. Who's the young yeah. Stan Edgar? <laughs> yeah. I thought that guy was really good, and uh, um, some I guess like the I don't I'm not I'm not the origin story of Black Noir, but uh, you you get to see how he ended up, how he is nowadays, which is very interesting. There, uh, that's a that's a pretty, and I know I said this before that the show is like pretty different from the comics, but the whole Black Noir thing is like so integral to the comic that it's really interesting how that's just kind of completely out of the, off the books. I remember you telling me about that. I remember you telling me that like, there's something up with black noir. There's like a, uh, there's, there's something under the mask. That's like really, really important. And so when we got to it, I I guess, uh, right. In the show, he's just like, it's just, he's just, yeah, he's just a guy. Yeah. See, I thought, I couldn't tell if that dude lived or not. Like the, the Black Noir. Yeah. Character. For for some reason, I yeah. thought I thought maybe like he died and then someone else took on the role of Black Noir, and that's the Black Noir that we see today. No, well, I mean, okay, possible, but I'm pretty sure there's a part where he either because I think that was kind of explaining away why he is mute and just kind of uh, a mindless drone now gotcha. and also i'm pretty sure there's a part where he's either in a fight or you just see him like take off his uh like his mouth and you see like oh his, like scarred up face like that you okay. just see like his mouth gotcha but okay it's like okay. it looks like that yeah but yeah that like all all of that on that's like it's it's different it's uh that's something I, i'm not sh- i'm not sure which 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 version i like more yeah because yeah, it, it does play a very major, a very major thing in the comics that is obviously just, unless they're doing some very selective editing and storytelling and they're, it's going to do it how it is in the, sh- in the comics, it's it's not going to happen in the show. Right. Um, okay. Yeah, I definitely saw uh, on, on Reddit someone posted about like, well, you know, you got, you know, you got Better Call Saul if they ever wanted to do an origin story of Gus. They should just cast this guy <laughs> to play like younger yeah. Gus Fring because even the way that he spoke, he even had the same mannerisms of how Gus speaks. Yeah, like, like you know, I was like, oh, yeah, man, it was he, really he nailed it. Yeah, yeah. This I uh, I liked this episode a lot. 
as well. Because mm-hmm. not only do you get that flashback stuff, but you start getting. Uh, it feels like it's it's been, like this season so far is is being is incorporating more comic elements than like any of the seasons before. Because we also meet little Nina, who is also like a little different. I guess I'm glad they're not making her like as over the top. She's in the comics is, is a good example of that. Like, yeah, over the top, like edgy for the sake of being edgy elements. It's kind of, of coming it. back to so. me. Isn't she like, like child size? Yeah. And she, she like, she has like sex toys or like dildos and shit, right? Like it's, yeah. yeah it's, like that are like as big as her or something like yeah. that. So, yeah, oh, it's yeah. Just, I was, it's I was, one of those things. That it's like, yeah, oh well, dildos, <laughs> <laughs> cool. Because I, yeah, I remember, I remember, I was like watching this. And I was like, oh no, I, I read the comic. She's supposed to be like little, right? But that's probably a better, better call to not make her a child looking. <laughs> yeah. Because was that was that like a thing? Like she would she would like lure men in who were like pedophiles or whatever, and then kill them. Or I, I'm not sure if that was like a. Subplot. I don't know about that, but I'm not sure about maybe. I'm not sure. It sounds like something that they would do, but I, yeah. The other the other sequence that yeah I I really enjoyed the the Nicaragua um like the CIA flashback, and I I, I couldn't help but laugh. And it was is very depressing in some ways too, because other than the superhero element about it, pretty much all of that is true. Like the CIA oh, yeah. trafficking <laughs> cocaine and then selling them to like marginalized neighborhoods. It it was like again, you know, this is on Amazon. So like, mm-hmm. how much power does it really have? But it's like that's that's pretty heavy stuff that like a lot of people either don't care about or like don't know about, like the shit that mm-hmm. you know, like overthrowing governments and like drug trades and just like secret coups and all of that shit. I'm like, god damn, they're like they they did their homework and they're like going all in on like all of that shit, like Iran Contra and like all of that. So mm-hmm. I was I was like, haha, it's funny because it's true. <laughs> yeah very watch many almost i don't know the way that like nixon is in watchmen and just like the idea of i kind of like that idea of like not not rewriting history because i feel like in some superhero movies the president is just some guy but the fact that it's mm-hmm. like ronald reagan was the president and the idea of ronald yeah. reagan like oh yeah we gotta send these superheroes over to nicaragua like that kind of <laughs> shit is 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 funny yeah. Also, they mentioned that Grace Mallory had, uh, she's, it was like, yeah, behind, a butcher's talking about her safe that he broke into. And it's like behind your, uh, framed photo of, uh, Bush one, which George Herbert Walker Bush was the head of the CIA. So, of course, mm-hmm. of course, she has a painting of George H.W. <laughs> Bush in her office. <laughs> yeah. Back in the, in the, present well almost present i guess i will say this episode i think more than i don't know maybe not more than any other there might be some in like season one and two that i'm like not thinking of but like this might have been like the most uncomfortable the show has made me because like this is the thing i I watched the show and i'm like yes give me more 
intra-penis hole exploration <laughs> and, you uh-huh. know, running into and inside uh, whales and, yeah. you know, give, give me more of that stuff. But what made me cringe more than anything was the the opening sequence with, like, young Starlight doing Britney Hit me Spears. Baby one more time. Oh, because yeah. like that's another thing that are is close to reality because child beauty pageants are fucking gross yeah yep and and then of course they they mirror that with the end of the episode with her her, uh, her arthur which is the hand the arthur yeah. yeah that's what you're saying yeah yeah um with homelander which was also very unsettling like Mm -hmm. it it was it was really creepy to see her and also like a lot of it is around starlight because another very uncomfortable thing was when the deep shows back up and homelander's like yeah we want him back on the team and she's like obviously very upset about it and Mm -hmm. he's like like you mentioned in the last episode like the little subplots with like the those like side members of the seven like Mm -hmm. a train and the deep the deep is like so it's his his i just love at like every scene he's just so he's such a pathetic character that he's <laughs> yeah. so fun to watch yeah uh, and that's like that's the it's the perfect way to handle a character who you set up in episode 1 as like a rapist and like a like in that sense like yeah. you know homelander's the villain uh but then the deep is also this terrible person because he raped uh, starlight in the first episode. And then it's like, okay, you treat one as like the bad guy, like the villain. And then this other one is just like a pathetic loser. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Who like, yeah. Like that. The only power he has is anyone under him, but he's like literally yeah. so low that it's like, he's, he's a, a, he's like a medium sized fish eating a slightly smaller fish in a yeah. big pond with so many more bigger fish than him that it's like that's yeah. literally the only way he can like exhume his power at all is because he's so low on the totem pole yeah but that was probably and my most uncomfortable part in this episode was him having to eat the octopus yep, that was that what was, I was just gonna mention oh that was up there too yep i hated that <laughs> that was awesome. that was that was that was the hardest thing I've I had to watch in the show. I think was him eating that, and it, it wasn't even like super graphic. It's just like it's God, it's fucking terrible. Yeah, like he's talking about how it has like kids and how he said like as he's like putting it up to his mouth, he says like he's scared or something. I don't know. That yeah, woof. That yeah. was rough. Yeah, like the humanizing of like animals and like the idea of like them having thoughts and feelings and. It's like, oh, yeah. I don't want to think about that. Yeah. But also that octopus is a little pervert. He's watching him. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I mean the I deep was into it too. Yeah. So there I think it was I think it was mutual. <laughs> <laughs> you almost feel bad for the guy, but then it's like, oh no, <laughs> he deserves Well, I mean, like, you feel bad for the octopus, I'll say that. Yeah. At least. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's a very interesting arc that they're taking the deep on because Mm -hmm. it's like yeah he starts out as this horrible person and then he's just brought so low and just like mocked like so much that it's like 
it's like taking somebody taking somebody who's like so terrible and then trying to make them like sympathetic where it's like you almost you almost want to root for him but then you you always have that hook of like like this this episode reminds you <laughs> of like what he did yeah and you know that if he was still in the seven if he hadn't kind of fallen out he would still like be just as bad as right you know it's like others. he's not he's not like apologetic because he's actually remorseful it's because again like the show has you know done throughout his entire run his pr mm. is bad and that's what yeah. makes him apologetic and again I, I feel like we've talked about it in regards to the show as well about like the the sort of uh like cultural stuff that it kind of skewers and like has a perspective on same thing with the whole corporatization of like me too and like sexual assault stuff, you know, mm-hmm. the deep and starlighter on TV and, you know, she has to give her phony, you know, I, I, I forgive you like that, all that shit yeah, when, God, you know, so in the, in the scene prior, like he, he offers some sort of like peace offering and she like throws it on the ground yeah. and she's like, like, yeah, you're the guy who mouth raped me. And then she like storms out of the room. So it's like yeah. obviously she's not she's not forgiving him, but you know, numbers gotta go up and PR is PR, so we have to make it, you know, everything seem like it's you know operating as normal. There's it's it's so it's just so he's also just good because they kinda like how the show's really good at finding creative ways to like kill people. They find really like creative, creepy, like unsettling ways depicting his powers like the show loves because the deep is a you know he's a sent up to aquaman obviously and aquaman's always been kind of made fun of as like a silly superhero like oh he can talk to fish that's it and the Mm -hmm. show loves exploring like the ins and outs of what a power like that would be (laughs) (laughs) like that he's like uh, attracted to them too and <laughs> yeah I, I feel like it's 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 mentioned at some point like it it uh someone says something to him about just like oh yeah well you know we can't have another incident like last year with the dolphins i think it's implied that like that he he has sexual relations with like the animals that he can talk to oh wait no i thought that was referencing in the first season when he tried to rescue that dolphin. But oh. then he like, you don't remember that? He like rescues the dolphin. It's in like the back of the van. It's in that little like sling. And then he oh. like has to slam on the brakes and the dolphin like flies through the front. And then gets hit by a truck and explodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay. I remember yeah. that now. I, I think, I think that's what it was referencing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Was that, was that this episode or the last one with his little like soap opera? Is like Lifetime movie with Billy oh. Zane. Was that who that was? Who played was like too. who played the yeah. the doctor? Yeah, uh, I think that was last episode. But okay. but yeah, we didn't we didn't talk about it. So but so yeah, it's like his dramatization of the cult and yeah, it's like this like yeah pseudo drama action movie. Yeah. Um. I mean, I don't know. There wasn't much substance to it. I just thought it was funny. I just want to mention yeah. that's another good, like... Yeah. He's, he's one of my favorite characters to watch, at the very least. I'll just say that. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that they're kind of bringing him back and giving him more to do. Because like, I feel like in season yeah. one, he basically gets cast aside after, 
like Almost. you know assaulting Starlight, and then in season mm-hmm. two, you kind of get like the the cult thing that he's doing, but it's still it's still more of like a B or a C plot. But I'm curious mm-hmm. to see like if they're gonna give him some sort of like redemption arc in this, mm-hmm. or you know if he's gonna come into play and like be helpful or or what. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing is like it. He's a character that. Like, basically, after what happens to him in the first season, like, he's kind of felt like he's so inconsequential to the plot for the most part. Like, why is he in the show on one hand? And, like, if he wasn't so entertaining to watch, mm-hmm. I would probably just be like, oh, my God, why the fuck are they still focusing on this guy? But he is. They may, they do a lot of, like, fun, like, crazy shit with him. He's <laughs> he, And they make fun of him and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so it... It doesn't feel that way, but, uh, yeah, when you kind of think of the show as a whole, I do kind of wonder, like, yeah, what, what is his purpose mm-hmm. other than just like, yeah, you know, he's, he's a funny, like cutaway or whatever, but like, is he going to play any role in the end game whenever, right. whenever the show decides to end or whatever? Right, right. Because it makes me wonder how many seasons of this they're actually going to do. Like, if they're going to, like, try to go through the full story of the comic, or if they're going to kind of do things their own way. Yeah, I, you know, I wonder if that's why these shows do kind of do their own thing so much. Because then you could get caught up in a Walking Dead situation where they're, like, following the comics pretty, pretty straight. But then it's like, oh, you're like four seasons in and you've done 30 issues of this 150 issue comic. And then they have to like, you know, oh, okay, so we're going to speed up this part and then we're going to slow down this part. And then, you know, it's, it's yeah, kind of going yeah. back and forth where where this one, it's like, you know, how much of this it's it's kind of hard to tell, like how if you're if you're like pairing it next to the comics, like what percentage of that story have they done? Eh, you know, yeah. it's hard to say, but I think that's a way for the show to be like, you know, if they wanted to end it at season four, they could be like, yeah, we're, you know, we're good enough. We can do four or, I mean, I guess I hope it's, I hope it's a little longer. I hope I'm hoping for like five or six. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Preacher, it- Preacher was only four, but also I okay. don't think Preacher was, not as I think it was well received critically, but I, don't, I just don't think as many people watched that one. Yeah, yeah. This the boys has a lot more, uh, I would say, crossover appeal because it does do the superhero thing. It's kind of a send up to you know your classic superhero. So I think there there's a bit mm. of a yeah a gap there or an overlap. Yeah, 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 yeah. What else we got? What else we got? I'm a little sweaty, um. so I'm running out of steam a little bit. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> also doing two of these in a row. Yeah. There's... Oh, we don't see a lot of Queen Maeve. Not a lot of Queen Maeve yeah. this season. Like at all this season. She's yeah. in the first episode where she helped Butcher uh, mm-hmm. find Termite. Yeah. And then we don't really see her. I don't know. I feel like these are all things that are going to come into play later. But yeah, the, the Homelander Butcher Alliance, Queen Maeve helping out Butcher... And then it's like, you kind of don't see these things again. And yeah, we haven't seen Queen Maeve in a while. Yeah, I, I didn't even really think about that until just now. But yeah, yeah. I, like 
unless unless there's like crowd scenes where you know there's like a group seven right thing, which i don't even know if that's happened but like i i don't even know if she's been in the last two episodes yeah i don't i don't think i saw her other than yeah. the the cartoon depiction of her in her inclusivity castle from the right. second episode yeah <laughs> yeah um i i guess i will say that i i am excited that they're gonna do the russia plot i don't know how long oh yeah i don't yeah. know how long I they're gonna go that, for because yeah. i remember it it's like a good chunk of the omnibus it's, that i read yeah i th- i think it's like i'm pretty sure that's like an arc and the arcs in the comic series like almost almost always are like six issues mm, so i'm pretty okay. sure the whole russia thing is like six issues but also yeah i'm i'm wondering i feel like they're probably gonna like do a bit more with it since when with them going to russia in the show because a lot of the arcs in the comic series just kind of by the nature of comics they're just kind of like their own arcs you know yeah it's like oh here they're gonna go to the russia and they're gonna you know kill all of these superheroes and then they're gonna go back home and then you know maybe they'll reference it a couple times in the future (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but the show feels more like you know the show doesn't do that as much the show is more just kind of like following on the main plot and yeah yeah uh, i guess that side stuff is again like what you get with like the deep or a train like their little side stories those are yeah. kind of the more closed in mm-hmm. s- story beats i don't know yeah and I, I i think i'm enjoying that a lot more this season than i have in previous seasons because i think sometimes there'd be like like the, the the like the side story with the deep and like the cult and all that I was mm-hmm. I don't I didn't hate it but mm-hmm. I was definitely like yeah all right okay like this is yeah this is fine I guess yeah I kind of feel you but yeah I don't know I feel like I feel like the the side stories are a lot stronger so far I'm I'm more interested even in like a train in the deep and like seeing what else they have to do. Well, I guess since we have like a little bit of time, I'll I'll uh, I'll just throw out a, another recommendation to uh I at, when I finished watching these today, I decided to check out Diabolical, the mm. the the animated. Did you've heard about that? It's it's the boys oh, animated. Yeah, yeah. It's like an anthology series. Okay, um, and it's pretty it's pretty good. It's nice because all the episodes are fifteen minutes, and there's only eight, so you can get through it and two hours i guess if you sat down i'm on episode six already so i'm almost oh, nice. done with it and yeah it's it's an anthology thing so each episode is different uh each episode is like um written by different people and animated in a different style which is neat oh cool um the second episode which i have i'd have to see which all the ones that i've watched so far that might be my favorite so far um it's uh written by justin roiland yeah i'm and looking so at that. that one's that one's done in his style it, it looks like it looks like rick and morty oh that's awesome um, and then there's another one that looks kind of like old like tiny tunes animation there's one that's like an anime style which that one was pretty good too and it's it's fun because it's they're so short and so non-committal that it, it is practically just like the over the top ridiculousness of the show. So there's not really, there's not, you're not going to get much of like the, the deep cutting satire. It's just like, Oh, how like 
violent and ridiculous can we make these cartoons and <laughs> it's pretty good the the one that justin roiland did is it's like it focuses on this group of uh teenagers which kind of ties into episode two um when huey goes to that the adoption center for super oh yeah 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 like kids so this one is for like teenagers so they've been in like the adoption center like their whole lives and it's follows uh after like the world finds out about compound v and they're like oh we were our parents like signed us up to be test subjects so the the episode is them like breaking out and systematically murdering all of their parents (laughs) (laughs) and and they all have like such like ridiculous superpowers that like it's it's like a perfect episode for someone like justin roiland to make up so like oh yeah there's one of them is the human tongue who's just like a giant like four foot tongue <laughs> who like rolls around there's there's a guy who i can't remember his name's like caliente or something like that and he has like superheated testicles so he can like burn things but only with his balls <laughs> There's like ridiculous shit, like, and they all like kill their parents uh-huh. with their superpowers. So that guy, you see him like, his father's like on the ground, and you see it's like silhouetted. You see him like take off his underwear, and then his balls like drop, and you see like the steam. And he, tea like, bags drops him on his, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh. But yeah, they're they're all so they're all like pretty like light, uh, mm-hmm. very graphic, very violent. But I guess lighthearted yeah in a yeah sense. they're they're not you know not feels too like heavy, a children's yeah. show but it's not a children's show yeah exactly um so yeah i i, I just i guess i just wanted to throw that in since we had a little extra time um, yeah and it's you know i'm not we're not gonna do like <laughs> recommend anything but since it's you know it's it's the boys yeah still. it'll be related to that yeah um so right. i think with that we're all good. Um, so yeah. we uh, will be back, hopefully, presumably on time with episode four. Hopefully they don't like just release all the all of them in batches. And this Friday they're going to be like four, five, and six or whatever. God damn it. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, episode four is called Glorious Five-Year Plan, which that's the name of the story arc of when they go to Russia. So, yeah. Yeah nice um so yeah we'll be back for that uh later this week i guess saturday so, um, at some point in time at some point yeah I'll, I'll be uh yeah if if you're if you stumbled upon this show and you haven't heard our other show we also do a movie review show called there will be duds um it's it's in the same feed that this is in so um try check it, it out give it a shot review movies with at least one other person and that's it i don't need to go anymore into it just just do it. Check it out. Some of our videos have a lot of views, and we don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Very uh, silent engagement. Lots of views. It, it, no one's yes. really talking about it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It, which is, you know, if we knew that it was because people were actually watching because they liked it, that's, in a way, like, that's the best fan base. Just, yeah, just watch it. Don't say anything. You don't need you don't to come. No. With, just like, no. Yeah, just... Just, yeah, just consume and and leave. <laughs> but uh, that's 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 probably not what's happening. No, it's probably accidents. <laughs> um, but okay. Uh, until next time, everyone.
，拜拜。